I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Can you be a DJ and be in the EDM music scene at festivals and concerts and actually do it as assignment from God? Yes, you can. And today's guest, Topher Jones, a.k.a. DJ King Arthur, is going to take us on a journey to explore that. We're exploring the prophetic. How does the prophetic work in a very interesting music industry that very few Christians populate because of the drug culture and sexual culture that are connected to it, and yet... Topher is right in the middle of it all around the world, in, in Europe, here in America, in Australia, all around the world. He plays festivals and clubs and also has been with some of the highest labels, music labels, some of the most experienced music labels as a DJ, and he has never been one to compromise. I mean, he's a pretty amazing guy. I'm not saying he's never compromised, but you know what I mean. He's like one of those people who I consider having some of the utmost character and his walk with God and the way he hears from God has led him into this space that not many Christians dare to go. So I love this interview today. Um, he's a producer artist known as King Arthur, like I said. He was born and raised in the United States. He makes house music. He travels around the world playing shows and festivals and clubs. He has over 65 million streams on Spotify alone. So follow him on Spotify, DJ King Arthur. I, uh, he said, I was once signed to the biggest record label alongside Drake, T-Swift, T- uh, Post Malone, Aria Grande, and he married his wife, Jacqueline, in 2017 in Sydney, where she was born and raised, and they currently live in Amsterdam, where she works for Nike at their uh, European headquarters, and he makes music, but he's going after Bringing the Kingdom, which is also his new label and management company, as well as fashion line, so called Bring the Kingdom, and if you see him at a show, he's always wearing a crown, and he's always trying to impart that, that kingdom identity of royalty and value, which I love about him, praying the whole time he's DJing, like going after it, having a blast in his field. He's doing this with Jesus and for Jesus. So I love this story. You're going to love this interview today. Stay tuned. We're about to get there. Come join us for the conversation. Hey, Exploring the Prophetic Audience. I have a new book out called Modern Prophets. And I wrote this book specifically to give a theology, but also practical application for how to apply the gift, the ministry, and the office of the prophet into your life. So this is people who have the gift of prophecy, which is all believers. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, go after love like your life depends on it and eagerly pursue prophecy and prophecy proves love. Then there's the prophetic ministry, people who carry this into their church, into their sphere of influence, into their business, their workplace, and they just consistently are carrying the times and seasons, what God's doing in those places with people or with industries. Then there's prophets, and how do we apply a modern-day prophet to today? And I'm giving you not only the theology of why it's a big deal to understand the prophetic and how you can engage this incredible gift set in your life, but also I'm giving you a lot of starter models and a practical application for how to do this. One of the things I love right now is that God wants to bring dignity back to the prophetic. There's billions of dollars going to the psychic medium industry because prophets have not risen up. People have not risen up with the true prophetic gifts to hear God's voice. God has an original intention over all things he created and we get to see his intention. We get to call it forth on the earth right now. So this book's going to help you do that. It's available in bookstores all around the world right now. 
It's in several languages. Modern Prophets. Get yours at Barnes & Nobles, Amazon.com, or BowlsMinistries.com now. I don't know if you're like me, but in my shower, I'm an incredible dancer to music like Topher's. King Arthur is here. He's a DJ, and he's so much fun, such a great heart. But he's a, you're DJing in some impossible places that Christians don't normally go. I'm so excited about you being on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I had to stay in my shower because if I dance for real, even my four and six-year-old go, Dad, you shouldn't be embarrassed. You're embarrassing yourself. I have no rhythm at all. <laughs> zero rhythm. My wife can dance like you wouldn't believe, and I have zero. So, oh, I love yeah. that. At least you're trying. At least you're trying. <laughs> you know? I don't even try. It just comes out of me. Just these wonderful Fortnite dances come out of me, especially to music like yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I love no, but for real though, like you are um, around festivals and venues all around the world, just seeing your music impact people. Because I've been to some of these things, especially when I was a little younger, and a lot of the music is like so sexually charged or so made for yeah. like a lot of EDM scene is like get high and then just dance yeah. for hours. Yeah. But you've been going in and you bring up really different positive spin. Like you haven't had to have any, like even your music doesn't have that like that sexual charge kind of feel to it, which a lot of people have never been able to differentiate that. But I think it's so beautiful because I listen to, like you send me all your new songs and every time I'm like, this is amazing. Like what you're doing is amazing. So how did this start? Like how did you know you wanted to be a DJ? How did you know you had the gift from God to make music this way? You know, so I, um, I fell in love with like underground hip hop music when I was in middle school. So groups like Jurassic Five, The Beat Nuts, stuff like that. I, like that was my first. You're dropping some names that a lot of people don't know, and I know these names, which is scary. <laughs> yeah, and so, but I would listen to the, I'd listen to these records, and I, you know, I loved like I thought the, the beats were always sick and the rapping was always cool, but there'd always be DJs on the records mm. that'd be cutting up, you know, sound and stuff in the background, and I was like. I want to learn how to do that. Like that, cause wow. I'm never going to be a rapper, but I was like, this is so cool. Like, what is this? And so, um, when I was a freshman in high school, my birthday is a few days after Christmas. And so I asked my parents, I was like, can I get a pair of turntables as a combined gift for my birthday and for Christmas? And so they said, yes, we'll do that. Wow. And so when I was 14, right. You know, turning 15, I got my first pair of turntables and I started, you know, doing what was called like battle DJing. So it's like taking hip hop records and cutting them up and scratching and all this stuff. And I just fell in love with it. And then about a year later, my friend was like, you've got to listen to stuff called trance music. And I heard it. I heard it. And I was like, this is really interesting. And then my friend was super into like was inline skating or aggressive skating. And we were watching this, this video of these professional skaters. And they would always have music kind of soundtracking. Yeah you know, the different parts of the videos. And there was this song that started playing. And I, 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 now I understand what it is. Back then I didn't, but I was like, that was like a divine encounter from God. Where like I heard this song and I was like, my life is different now that I've heard just wow. two minutes of this song. And it was a song by Armin Van Buren called Communication. And ever since then, I just like, I've been obsessed with dance music. And so uh, from then on, you know, I kept DJing. And then when I was about, I don't know, 19 or 20, I was like, I should try and start producing music and writing music. And so I did that. And so I've been DJing for almost 20 years now and been producing for about 12. And I mean, and, and you're not I'm, just doing it on got a, me to hear. You're doing it on one of the highest levels, which is really interesting, I think, for our, our audience to hear because probably a lot of people in this audience haven't heard of a Christian who's doing it from like a really 
kingdom Jesus perspective in a very secular yeah. industry. It's not really, t- I'm sure you don't run into a lot of other Christian DJs or you haven't through the 20 years. Maybe now you do more. Um, but I mean, like, t- take us on kind of that spiritual journey because a lot of people can't, uh, they can't see how there could be a spiritual journey in this because they're just, they've never heard it before. So you're defining it for them. How did you, like even your name, King Arthur, that's your DJ name. Yeah. Like, take us on that journey. Yeah. So I'll start with the name. I mean, I, um, I was, my middle name is Arthur and I was swimming one day and I would pray as I would swim laps, staring at the black line and the bottom of the pool for an hour and. I was like, God, like, what, what can I do with the name Arthur to like, you know, to, for releasing music? What kind of project? And he was like, King Arthur. And I was like, really? And, and so that's what it was. And I didn't know the full extent of it. Wow. I still, like, I, I feel learn more and more of it now, but it's about this thing that like, we are all kings and queens and, you know, we're royalty. Like we are royalty and we need to carry ourselves like that. And we need to have faith like that. And we need to believe like that. And so I didn't really understand the power of, essentially taking that name for writing music. And, you know, I've learned so much more and God like keeps speaking to me through that. Um, but it's this, this is heart posture and this belief of like our value and who we are as people and who God called us to be and created us to be. And, you know, and with the dance music industry, you know, it's, it's an industry full of, I guess, I mean, just the industry, the people that go to the shows, the clubs, the festivals, like people are just desperately looking for an encounter with God. And so, you know, they, the church, you know, hasn't necessarily shown them that. And yeah. so they go looking for the worldly version. So instead of experiencing the ecstasy of heaven, they go take ecstasy. Yeah. Instead of getting drunk wow. in the spirit, they go get drunk. Wow. Instead of having, you know, encounters and visions, they take hallucinogens. And it's, and so I go to these festivals and I'm like, this is the man-made replica of like what we are actually supposed to be doing as the church and as believers. And so, because it's, it's, it's worship. Like they, everyone goes and they put their hands up and they dance and they're celebrating. And like, there's so much, people are just so full of hope and joy as far, in those moments at least. And it's like this, oh, this is a glimpse of what, like uh, this is a world version, a worldly version of what we're going to see in heaven. But instead of drugs, it's going to be just the spirit yeah, that we encounter. And, and so I, I never get mad at people that, People are like, how can you be around these people? I'm like, how can I be around them? I was like, they're doing what they were wired to do, but they just don't know the true, authentic experience wow, of it. That's so profound. Yeah, I think of that because like so, you've 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 played for like major labels and you've had you've been yeah. on major labels. And I was thinking of like one of the songs I was reading your bio a little bit, and I've known you for a long time, but to just read what you want to do as far as the kingdom, bringing people in their kingdom identity. And I was thinking about like that famous song. I know it's a different genre, but by Lord about Royals, about how we'll never be royalty. Or I was thinking about um, Ed Sheeran's new song. And I love that song, by the way. I love Ed Sheeran's new song about beautiful people, but we're not beautiful people is what he's saying. So it's actually like, it kind of is saying a false identity. It's, it's, it's putting in people, you don't get to be this. And so just be, be who you are or be satisfied with yourself. And you're bringing an exact opposite message, which is actually, this is who you were wired to be. And you do it through like yeah. EDM and like, I mean, DJ music, house music. It's just amazing. Like it's, I, I listen to your stuff and I'm just, every time I'm, I'll usually have a jamming in the car. Like my daughters know some of the lyrics now because they, they just <laughs> love, love it. It's fun. We have fun with it, but it's, it's really, it imparts fun, truth, life, um, yep. and identity, which is really unique. I mean, obviously that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is cause you're so unique, but, um, how do you how do you come up with your lyrics or how do you come up with the, the music? What's your process? 
Oh man, I wish I had like a structured process. <laughs> Every musician I, I talk to doesn't have one, so it's okay. Yeah, like there's, there's definitely like, no, like this is what I do. And then I do this. It's definitely not like that. And so, you know, like there, there was my song friends that you loved and, um, you know, you had that dream about like it, that the lyrics came because I was, you know, it was the, our first, it was our second summer living in Amsterdam. And, you know, when you, when you DJ, you travel a lot and, and you don't have a normal nine to five job where you meet people at work and stuff like that. You spend a lot of time <laughs> yeah. by yourself in the studio. And so I was just like, you know, I was just pretty lonely that summer. I mean, I'm so grateful for my wife, you know, but outside of that, like we didn't really have, like I didn't really have like community. And so I was t- talking with a friend and, and he was like, he's from Texas. He's like, bro, you need to write a song about why you're lonely and what you want to do about it. And I was like, okay. And so I, I sat down and, and within three minutes, I wrote these lyrics. Like, I just want to hang out with friends, dance all night, do it again. And, and then it just became like this, oh, this is really catchy. This is an amazing hook. And then built the whole record around that little vocal hook. And that's how the song Friends came about. So that was that one. Um, there's another song, uh, my other song Friday that just came out with yeah. another vocal idea. Um, or there are some records where you write like a really cool bass line or you sounding really techy here. Like you find a kick drum that you just love the way the sub frequencies hit. And you're like, wow, there's something about just the, the low end of that kick drum that I can like takes me into this. Like, oh, I can build a whole song off this. Um, so that it's all over the place for my process. Yeah. And I, I think it's funny cause how you display your process. Typically you're at a festival, you're at a concert, you're at a place and you have a golden crown on. And yep. so you almost always wear your golden crown and then you, and then you just lead people from a beginning to an end of a journey yeah. through music. And so what does that look yeah. like for how long is your sets usually run and what does that look like? And how, how do you feel the presence of God is incorporated into that kind of environment? Yeah. So, I mean, the set length definitely depends on where you're playing. Festivals are always shorter. So you get 60 minutes, maybe 90 minutes. That's a long time. Uh, club shows can be anywhere from 90 minutes to three hours. Wow. I mean, I love playing for three hours at clubs because you really can take people on an adventure and on a journey. And, and there's something about like you're, when you're on stage and you're DJing, you're in control of the atmosphere. You have the authority of the atmosphere in that place. And so I, I take it as like a, a pretty serious responsibility of when I'm on stage, like I am here to play great music, but like I have to shift this atmosphere with what I carry and what I, and so I'll be, I'll be DJing and just having a blast, but like I'll be, people can't hear me on stage because I'm not like talking to a microphone, but I'm just speaking life over them and declaring stuff over them and just, you know, praying for freedom and, and praying for, you know, freedom from suicidal thoughts and just speaking in tongues and all that stuff while I'm playing. And so while just while having a blast and like nobody has any idea what I'm doing, except they just look like I'm DJing and it looks like I'm singing along to these records. But I just, I take it very seriously to like, this is a, a sacred moment. Like I'm in a position that not many people get to be in and I don't want to take this lightly because this might be the only time these people get to encounter some, especially in Europe and these other places where the church has been dead for so long. It's like, this is a special opportunity. I, was, I got to play a show in Pakistan, you know, like I was the first, it was the first ever dance music festival in Pakistan. And here I was the headliner at it. And I was like, all right, God, like this is a country that wants nothing to do with Jesus. And you've wow. brought me here. Like I have wow. to carry this as like a sacred moment. That's going to be the this chip away at you know things there. And and so uh, I understand the weight of the responsibility of of what I get to do. 
Yeah, I, I, a lot of our listeners may not know, but I mean, the P, if a person's a DJ, you're carrying, they all feel charged with, I'm carrying something, I have a culture that I'm carrying into this. I remember being at one, I was at a nine hour festival one time years ago, because a Christian friend of mine was playing it. I was like in the 90s, the early 2000s. And I remember the person who went ahead of my friend, I only got, got there for 30 minutes of her set. And it was like this very sexual person. And afterwards he came in the green room and I mm-hmm. said, to the, he was DJ. And he was in drag, and I said, "Tell me about your show. Like, what, what's your hope? What do you want to bring people?" And he goes, "I want to awaken everybody's sexuality on every level. I want everyone to be gay, everyone to be trans, everyone to be all the different things that you'd want to be." He said, "I want everyone. I just want people to feel like they're making love on the floor." And I'm sorry to be graphic, but he's saying this, and after three hours of people, especially when people are on drugs and everything else, they get open up to stuff because of that. Yeah. There's there's somewhat of a spiritual environment to it, and I just remember thinking, "This is so sad that there's no one here." For the church, like the kingdom, like that, yeah. that's bringing, because this is one of the most open environments I've ever been to. Unfortunately, it was a negative experience. And, and when I first met you, I was so excited because I felt like, oh my gosh, you understand and your position there. And you, yeah. I'm mean, here, you're taking it as a spiritual assignment, but you're having a blast doing it, which I love that part because a lot of people are afflicted in their craft. And I feel like you actually enjoy your craft, which I'm really grateful for. And that's huge. And that God speaks in the midst of this to you, not only about why you're doing it, but also about your career in it, which is part of the reason why I wanted you to explain the prophetic is because people need to hear that in every career field, God wants to direct us, help us, walk with us. And because of your ability to hear from God, I love the China story. Tell us about China. Like you, you can get into China now because of a dream. <laughs> yeah. I, for like three months straight, I, I just couple times a week I'd have these dreams where I would be at a different airport in China and I'd be able to just walk through customs and through security without ever being stopped I, and I could just walk back and forth over the line and no one would ever say anything and I was like hey that's really interesting like what what's this about the fact that it was a reoccurring thing and you know I, I had some shows in China later that year and uh, you go to apply for a visa and, and you just apply for each of the extent of time you're going to be there and, and that's what they give you but you know go in and um yeah, and, and this, the lady at their embassy just decided, actually, no, I think you need to get a 10-year visa wow. for the same price as it would have cost to do like the weekend or the two-weekend or the month-long visa. So Which is like super rare. Bucks. So people who are hearing this, Americans don't get 10-year yeah. visas to China unless they're like, <laughs> there's a real big purpose and there's a lot of money. That's huge. And, and so it, and I was just like, oh, this is what those dreams were about. Like that, that's what it was is it was God just being like, Hey, like this is coming, this is going to happen. And so, yeah, I've got a 10 year visa to China and it's crazy. Um, I haven't been there in a few years. So I'm looking forward to getting back sooner than later, but yeah. it's just amazing that I have this visa where I can just show up at any time and go, go into the country and hang out and play shows. Absolutely. And tell me about, um, some of the, just the, how God has maneuvered you through, different deals, record deals, being with different labels, because as a DJ, as any musician, it's not like you, um, I mean, it's a very unique, uh, relationship to labels. And so you ended up getting signed with one of the biggest labels in the world at one point, which is just a God story. But tell us a little bit about some of those stories. Yeah. So as a DJ, um, the label world's quite a bit different than if you're trying to do pop music or indie music or other things like that, because, uh, the way DJ, the world works is labels have a very specific style. And so if there's like a, or a sound, and so they only sign records that fit in that lane rather than signing an artist 
who then has artistic expression to release whatever they want. Okay. So typically in the DJ world, you just sign so single songs for different le- record labels that kind of fit the sound of that record. And so, you know, I've been able to release music on the biggest labels in, in dance music. So, you know, people like Martin Garrix, Tiesto, and Don Diablo. So I, some of these listeners may have heard of them, but they're, you know, three of the biggest DJs in the world. And so I've been able to release music on their record labels all the way up to uh, I signed a deal. I just like I had the opportunity to to sign a deal with Republic Records, which is the biggest label in the world. It's yeah. where Taylor Swift and Drake, um, Post Malone, people like that are signed, and they wanted to. It's amazing. Yeah, they wanted to. I give remember it a when that shot. happened. And I was so, I was excited for you when that was happening, just because what a what a endorsement. And I know that part of that turned or it came about because you also had an encounter with God. Yeah, it, it's just the whole thing. I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I, I, that that whole experience of being signed with Republic was incredible, and the most like frightening time of my life as a musician, where God totally um, stripped away any stuff that wasn't in line with His heart. Wow! And um, it didn't end. I mean, they ended up getting dropped earlier this year, which is fine. And I think it was best for both of us to go our separate ways. But in the period and the experience of working with them and seeing what it's like to be signed to a label of that magnitude and how things work, it was incredible to just have that experience. But God really uh, showed me a lot about just little parts of my heart that I didn't know were, were at, where they were at. Like he kind of exposed some things and wow. wanted to refine some areas and and also just learn a lot about like even if you're signed to the biggest record label in the world, like your identity is not attached to that in the slightest bit. Even if you have like these massive accolades, everything that the world tells you is you've made it. Yeah. Actually like doesn't affect his idea, like who he called you to be. And, and like just really learning that because, uh, I, I do think that was an experience that is going to lead, like lead some other things that are coming down the road and I'll be able to handle them with experience this time rather than kind of jumping into the deep end. No, it's uh, so huge because I mean, part of what you're called to is to create your own label and you're, and you've really yep. identified that. And I, I was, I was thinking about, um, you know, I used to, as a pastor, go with some of our team to their American Idol auditions or voice auditions or whatever for the different shows and just hang out with them, you know, just to be their support and friend. And, uh, so many times specifically American Idol when it was in this heyday, um, the people who'd go for, especially the open auditions, the big ones, this was their only chance. And you would hear in the line all over the place, I mean, really good singers, you'd hear in the line, this is my one and only time. If I don't make it this time, I'm giving up music forever. And that was just for a TV show where only one person got picked or whatever, you know, like or 10 or what, 12 people got picked, but only one at the end. And so I'm like, wow, so your whole identity is in this show. And if this doesn't work out, you destroy your talent. You suppress self-destruct. And I feel like that's how a lot of the creative industries are, is like people live vicariously through their identity in an industry, a label, uh, a job, uh, who likes them, who doesn't like them, whatever, the feedback they get. And I love that everything I've felt when I've been around you is security and who you are in God and your music's mm-hmm. your music, no matter if someone else endorses it or not, you're going to just keep going. And I think that's so key for people who are in a secular entertainment industry because in worship, you can kind of hide a lot of significance issues if you're just in a church yeah. worship team. But in, in secular industries, you can't really hide that stuff very easily. 
and it it comes out very visibly in in your in your creativity and the way you work with other people. And so I, I think it's a really beautiful thing that you went through that process with Republic, but then you came out the other end and I kept hearing this language like, I'm supposed to start a label. I'm supposed to start a movement. I'm supposed yeah. to, and, and it was so powerful because instead of being the person who's just invited to the ball, you're like, I'm going to put on the ball. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think that's, I think that's part of what we're called to do. Um, and I think, yeah, we have to be, I mean, we've talked about that. I, I love talking with you because like, I feel like I'm, we speak the same language with just the kingdom and, and engaging culture in the world. And it's like, I don't know how we're not leading culture in all areas. Like we have the Holy spirit. We have the yeah. one who created everything that's good. Like how are we not leading everything? And so I'm like, I could, you know, worry about being signed to the biggest record label in the world, or I could create the biggest record label in the world. Why not do that? Like, why not instead of, always looking for this manager that could do that or whatever. Like I've been, I've got so many years of experience. Like let's start our own management company. Like instead of just always putting our hope and our, our future and if we're going to be successful in the hands of other people. And look, sometimes God calls you to like, Hey, you need to work with those people, do it. But I also think there's this thing like we need to believe that we are powerful and that we have the Holy spirit to help us create ideas or companies or movements that can lead culture instead of always playing catch up. Uh, and so that's just been the big thing on my heart this year is like, this has to become a movement. This can't just be, I'm putting out records and it's fun. I go play shows and I pay for people at shows and that's it. Like, no, I need to create a movement because the world needs that. The world, the dance music world needs a full on encounter with God in ways that it couldn't even imagine. And, um, I don't know. I've just been pretty fired up about that stuff this year. And I think, yeah, I just, I just, at the end of it, we have to be the people that are leading instead of looking at culture and what they're doing and trying to replicate it. Yeah, no, it's, and it comes out of you're oozing it, which is amazing. <laughs> I think, um, you know, it's, you live in Amsterdam with your wife and, yeah. uh, she works at, uh, Nike and you both are engaged in culture yeah. in a real way. And I think it's really interesting that you've had to travel around from more like being, even though you're from American, you've had to travel around more from Europe as your base than America as your base in this last season because you've it's probably given you a lot of opportunities you may not have had if you were more in the states centered around you know New York yeah. and LA and whatever. But um, what do you what do you guys? Because I, I read you know the riskiest time you ever heard about hearing God's voice or maybe your favorite you know one of your favorite times, and a lot of it had to do with what God told you last March. So kind of take us on a little journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this, this is a subject that has led to many, many lengthy conversations with my wife and I. And the beautiful thing about marriage is um, you get to do it together and you get to go on a journey and you get to really process things. And uh, I've, had, I've always just had this huge heart for L.A. Um, for lots of reasons. And my wife is from Sydney, so it's not too far from there, which is uh, nice. But, yeah. you know, we, we've been living in Europe for the last four years and... There's a lot of cool things that are going on over here and everything, but um, earlier this year, there was, you, you had sent me, you had emailed me, I'll, I'll, we'll take this back a minute, I sent you my song Friends, you, t you emailed me that how much you loved it, and then a week later you're like, I can't stop singing this song, it's incredible. And in that moment, I felt like God say, Sean's going to have a word or something for you. And I was like, oh wow, that's really interesting, so we'll just wait and see. And then a couple weeks later, you sent me that dream you had, and I was like, okay, that's really cool, because... Like the dream was amazing, but the fact that I felt like God said, hey, he's going to have something for you, and then it came about a couple weeks later, 
like, that's really cool. Okay, I'm definitely hearing God and growing in this, and that's awesome. And so there was a day that my wife and I, we were spent like, hey, if, if, let's just write a what-if list. Let's just dream big. And we wrote down a bunch of stuff, and then I was like, I'm going to take a risk on this one, babe. But I really feel like something's going to happen in October that God is going to either move us to L.A. or is going to open the door to the move to L.A. And it was the exact same feeling I had when I felt like you were going to have a word or a dream for me or something. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to risk it and say this. And so uh, it's October 1st today, and, you know, we, we will see what happens in the next no, you know, but let's days. Let's include this part because I think it's really important that, Jacqueline, the last – season that you thought about moving out here was probably around the Republic Records time. And she really yeah. didn't feel it. She wasn't into it. She didn't right. want to move to LA. She wasn't open to it. She's open to God, right. but she's so deep, but she's like, I don't, I just don't feel it. And all of a sudden right. something came around this, this, this time around. She's like, I'm actually feeling this with you, which is huge yeah. as far as how we're walking together in our relationships with our spouses and stuff. Yeah. I've seen people run past their spouse and do something just because of vision. And then all of a sudden there's a separation and disconnect that it's hard to heal. But I love that you slowed down and said, I agree with you. Like, let's wait, let's, let's walk this out. And now she's feeling some, some shifting as well, which I think is really profound that you guys, you know, I love how you're doing your marriage because you're waiting with each other and you're, and you're honoring each other. And so I wanted to add that to it, but yeah, it's October. So what are you feeling? Well, first off, I was definitely going to be that guy last year who was going to run past everything because of my vision and my passion for for music and that city and signing the deal with the public, I was like, this is what I want to do. And this is what we do. And, and that was a big thing that God showed me was like, Hey, like your first priority is not this. Your first priority is your marriage. Wow. And as someone who's just a massive dreamer, like I just, I'm a massive dreamer and I'm super optimistic. I'm like, Oh, we can do this. We can do everything. Life's amazing. It's this thing of like, and my wife is like way more practical and like, Hey, let's think about this. Let's make a plan. And so I need that in my life because if not, like I'm going to be running all over the place like a chick in my head cut off. And so it's cool how God will use your spouse to kind of, hey, I love your vision. I love your hopes and your dreams, but I put you with this person because they can help have it come out in a healthier way. And, um, and then I get to like pull her out of, hey, let's not just necessarily plan everything, but let's dream and let's all that stuff. And so it's cool how God will partner people. Um, but that was a big thing he, you know, I had to learn a lot about last year because we were, we were still young in our marriage. But it was this thing where God was like, hey, you have got to stop taking these everything that's been said over your life and whatever and making it more important than your marriage. Wow. Uh, because that's going to be way more destructive than anything amazing that could happen through your music. And so, so this huge. year we've, like, we've, we've put different rules in place. Like we won't spend more than two weeks apart, even with all the traveling that I do. And we're going to just invest into our marriage because – that's going to be the foundation where all of this stuff that's spoken over our life is going to come from. Wow. Um, but it's October 1st and <laughs> let's see what happens. You know, I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that you, you want to have this call on October 1st. I just keep seeing like, as we're talking, I just keep seeing um, one of the videos I saw of you playing like at a festival. And, but I feel like, mm. I feel like something's going to happen where God is going to make you guys hosts of a festival. I just feel like there's mm. something about um, hosting a festival that is part of God's heart for you guys. And so I see like this, you know, just I, I feel like you're going from just making music to hosting and producing mm. and and bringing many people. Okay, here's another picture I saw. And I think it's important to say it on Exploring the Prophetic to prophesy to you. Um, I, <laughs> I, I see like a almost like a high tech 
army net where um, it's made of like titanium or it's made of like a stronger weight. It's it's something that's be used more in like um, warfare, not in. It's not just like a fishing net. And I feel like it, it represents that you guys are about to put together some really incredible relationship, like a net of relationships in the music industry that you guys aren't just musicians, but you're actually like a mom and a dad in the music industry and you're going to help put a yeah. net together that's going to cover a huge territory. But it's also very specific. It's not something that can break apart easy. And it's not just something that's used for everyday fishing. It's something that's used for warfare. And I feel like mm-hmm. the, I feel like in this next season that a lot of relationships are like however many relationships have come to you in the past for music industry people, it's going to multiply so rapidly that God's going to expand your relational capacity for where to put those relationships and how to connect to people and just how to have affection for them, but also to how to see them. Like you're going to really see who they are and what, what they're, what they're called to. And, and you're going to really be able to place faith in their craft and their career and everything else. So I feel like it's a kind of a big gathering of a tribe of musicians for purpose and people in the music mm-hmm. industry for purpose that are all in a similar vein as you guys know, all will be in the exact same vein, but a similar vein. So I'm excited for you. Cause I feel like you're on the verge of, I feel like you could have just been a musician and been happy with that. But I feel like God's saying, no, I've made you someone who's going to create like, you know, your whole branding that you're coming out with bring the kingdom. You're going to create management for a move of God and management for companies on a greater scale. That's not just representing your craft, but is also collaboration with so many other people. I'm excited for you. Mm. I love that. Thank little you. prof on the end of the, on the podcast. Hey, that's great. I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> no, it's so good. Well, I'm excited for you. I think, um, you know, thanks for being on the show because I think you're so unique and hopefully you won't be 10 years from now, but I think you're so unique and I, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about you and Jacqueline and just your lives that you've said yes to God in a very uncomfortable place that you found mm. his comfort in. And I'm just so, thank you for pioneering. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for all of your encouragement. You've been such a wonderful sounding board and encourager for just um, everything, just because you you get it. And, and I just appreciate you just investing time to, to listen and to encourage and pray and everything. It really means a lot. Well, we're, we're, we're with you, Shereen. I love you guys. And hey, tell us your Spotify so people can get on there and, and hear your... Yeah. I mean, you guys have had like 65 million downloads or something, like some crazy amount of downloads. <laughs> it's wild. But tell us what's your Spotify. Yeah, yeah, if you just go on Spotify and type in King Arthur, and it's a picture of me wearing a crown. Um, and then um, you can find me on Instagram, Royal King Arthur. Uh, you can find me on the internet. Go to royalkingarthur.com. And I would love to hear from you guys. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. Shoot me an email through my website. Um, because, you know, we, we love hearing different stories or if you guys have a heart for this space like we're looking to connect with everybody because we just we know god wants to just have a massive impact on the dance music space and, and music industry as a whole so love to hear from you guys well you heard it here tougher jones dj named king arthur follow him and let's stay on the journey with him let's see what god does for this amazing couple thanks for being on the show today thanks john Have you been enjoying Exploring the Prophetic? Well, you can enjoy it even more by becoming a partner with Bulls Ministries. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment, to upgrade everything we're doing, to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, 
I want to continue to do this. I want to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're our team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. 